Blog Talk Radio. August 21st, 1st, August 21st, 2018, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, Elvis died this month, the king of rock and roll, I'm giving some serious consideration to heading over to Graceland and paying tribute. What about you? No? Okay. Well, just it'll, I guess it'll just be me then. But and, and 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 hundreds of other people. But it'll be me. I'll be there. So, um let's get let's kick this off right now. Wow. Have you guys been watching the news today? President Trump's giving a speech right now. And uh he's in West Virginia. He's giving a rally there to uh to help um Help the, uh, the Republicans in that state uh, running for the Senate and uh, try to give them a big boost so that uh, we can uh, increase our Republican representation. Elvis movies have been playing consistently all month long. Right now we've got my favorite Elvis movie on in the background. Can anybody guess what my favorite Elvis movie is? It's Girl Happy. I love Girl Happy. It is my favorite Elvis movie. I wonder what yours is. What's your favorite Elvis movie? Go ahead and call in 646-668-8678 or or come into the chat room or or tweet it to me. Yeah, US Marine underscore or US Marine one. Let me know what your favorite Elvis movie is. The King died this month. It was a sad, sad day. I'm doing that because we've got some up-to-date sadness to deal with right here. 
murder suspect caught in the uh, Molly Tibbetts disappearance. It says uh, Molly Molly Tibbetts suspected killer ID'd as 24-year-old illegal immigrant and the beautiful, beautiful young lady's body was found in a cornfield. This is a sad day. It's a sad, it's a sad day. I mean, when you look at this beautiful, vivacious, charming young woman who is full of life, who was full of life, and who had all sorts of things going for her, and just a, a beautiful life ahead, and to be taken by this. I mean, if, if you if you go to Fox News or, or any any news site um, and look look at this man, Christian Bahima Bahina Rivera, twenty four, was charged with first degree murder Tuesday in the death of Molly Tibbetts, a missing. 20-year-old college student from Iowa. And he looks like a murderer, too. He looks like he belongs in jail. Sad to say. Wow. Authorities said uh, Rivera, who lived in the rural Powershack County area, is being held on a federal immigration detainer. Wow. Yeah. He's believed to have been in the area for four to seven years. The body of uh, Tibbetts, a 20-year-old University of Iowa student, was found Tuesday in a cornfield, in a field covered with corn stalks. Her father and two sources confirmed to Fox News on Tuesday morning that Tibbetts was found dead. An investigator said later in the day they were working to formally identify the body. The investigator said that they used surveillance footage to track down Rivera. The video showed Tibbetts jogging in the rural area near her hometown of Brookline and also showed Rivera's car. She was last seen around 7.30 on July 18th after she went for a jog around the neighborhood in Brookline. So what is this going to do to the Democrats' argument about, uh, well, we should have open borders and anybody who wants to come in should be able to come in? There are actually uh, Democrats, liberals out there who are lobbying for, demanding if you will, a, a more of a European-style um, uh, system where uh, there are no real borders. There are some com- countries that have borders, where, uh, but uh, very few European countries have actual borders, like like pronounced borders. Um, so. Uh, you know, you step over one line, you're in, you know, you're in one country, and then and you're in the other. But there's there there are no fences and checkpoints and you know like border security uh, stuff happening in many European countries. And many liberals would like for the United States to be the same. Come one, come all. Everybody is welcome because you know their argument is that we are a nation of immigrants. But there's only one problem with that argument, and that is that, yes, we are a nation of immigrants, but the majority of uh, most Americans who came here in the 1800s, late 1800s, in the 20s and 30s and 40s, grandfathers, great-grandfathers, of many Americans, Italian, Polish, Jewish, you you name it. They came in through places like Ellis Island, and they were vetted before they were allowed to step into New York. And we have places in, in California 
that vetted people before they were allowed to come into the country to 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 immigrate into this melting pot this nation of immigrants they were checked over physically mentally and they were allowed to come in and later on they were tested you were tested on whether or not you were able to uh, would be able to assimilate into our culture the american culture which is a culture which is a melting pot of immigrants great but you know knowing a little something about the constitution would be nice knowing a little something about uh you know how uh, the court system runs that be i guess that would be helpful wouldn't it you know, knowing a little bit about how the American system works, that that's helpful. And all those things were put into play are, and are in play when those seeking to come to America and become a part of this great experiment, this great melting pot of immigrants, they come over legally. So when I hear a Democrat or a liberal state that, well, we're a nation of immigrants. Everybody came from somewhere. Yeah, but, you know, consider what you just said. The majority of people who immigrate into this country came here, came here legally. They immigrated into this great country Legally, the majority. So what a lot of liberals don't understand, or at least in my opinion don't care about, is that we're already in debt. And we have a lot of cities and states. Not Well, not a lot. We have quite a few cities and states that are over budget or are in the red. Like like the great state of Illinois, where I where I hail from, I mean, the city of Chicago is broke. They can't pay their teachers. They can't keep the streets clean. They can't pay the cops. I mean, Chicago is broke, but Ron Emanuel has declared the city of Chicago safe for immigrants. Illegal immigrants, or as they call them, undocumented people, to come into the city. Think about it when someone undocumented comes in, and let's say you've got 10,000 undocumented people pouring into Chicago every three months. Well, these people need to be housed somewhere. They need to find housing. A lot of them do. They stay with relatives and that sort of thing. But they become a drain on our resources because a lot of them make money and they work very hard. I'll tell you that right here and now. I'll be the first one to say it. Most folks who come here from other places, especially coming from Mexico, they're some hardworking people. The problem is they're not part of our tax system. They're not paying taxes. And like it or not, if you're over here and you're making money under the table and you're not paying taxes and you're sending the majority of the money you make which a lot of them do back to Mexico then then that's a serious drain on our resources and a lot of people simply don't get that they simply state well you know well you know this you know California and New Mexico and Wyoming and, and and Arizona, well, you know what? We stole that from the Mexican people, and and that's and, and this is really their land. That's what they say. Yeah, the problem with that is they stole it from somebody, <laughs> and the people they and 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 the, and the civilizations that, that 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 they stole it from, they stole it from somebody else. So there's a lot of stealing going on. 
So you can't say that Europeans came over here and stole this land from, you know, from California, uh, uh, Texas, New Mexico, and, 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 and most of those uh, southern states, southwest, southwestern states, that we took it from them. So now they have a right to be here. No, they took it from somebody else. Maybe not the people, certainly not the people of, of this generation and even the, the two, five previous generations, but, you know, we could go into the whole history. I can do it, and I can do it all night long, but we don't have all night. But I think you get the point. So we're going to get into what's going on here in the news in just a minute because there is a lot going on. Manafort's been convicted, not on all charges, but on quite a few. So he's pretty much done, at least until my man Trump, you know, throws a pardon his way. And he'll probably wait a little while and go ahead and commute his sentence or pardon him. So that'll be good. And then some, some other folks turn themselves in. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. to internet radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with internet talk radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not your daddy's talk radio. And it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet Talk Radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet Talk Radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. We Are America United is a network of patriotic radio hosts bringing you honest discussion and discourse that will keep you riveted all day. Check out radio.waaumedia.com. illegally, has been charged with the murder of Molly Tibbetts. Matt Finn has the latest. Matt. Just a tragic ending to this mystery. Nearly a month after Molly Tibbetts vanished on July 18th, police a short while telling us that 24-year-old Christian Rivera was just charged with first-degree murder in the death of Molly Tibbetts. Investigators tell us that there was a surveillance tape that was crucial in solving this mystery and this crime, a surveillance tape that showed Molly Tibbetts apparently running. They looked at that surveillance tape and apparently saw Christian Rivera in his car or somewhere on that tape. They say that they questioned Rivera about the death of Molly Tibbetts. He says that on the evening she went missing on July 18th, he was following her. Uh, we're not sure if he followed her first in his car or on foot and that he eventually started to chase her and Molly Tibbetts said, get away from me. She got out her cell phone and asked him to get away from her. He tells police at that point he blacked out. 
Then this morning, nearly more than a month later, this man uh, took authorities to the body of Molly Tibbetts, which is not far from here. It was found in a cornfield, uh, apparently trying to be hidden by some extra corn stalks. Uh, investigators say that that man uh, has been charged with first-degree murder, and we are expecting to learn much more as this uh, story develops. Matt, could I ask you something? Um, you, I know you've been covering this case from the beginning. Early on, when the police had a press conference, they said at one point that they believed that the suspect was hiding in plain sight. Do you think that Christian Rivera was that person? Well, we're told that he lived in this area for four to seven years, so he was perhaps a member of this community, maybe a well-known member of this community. So it is very likely, Dana, that he was hiding in plain sight. Authorities and families said that they think there's a possibility that the person contributed to the search efforts. We can't confirm that. We don't know if Rivera was hiding out the entire time or if he was going on with his daily life, Dana. All right, Greg has a question for you. It's a dumb question, but he's a legal alien here for four to seven years. How did he pull that off? Was it just one of those cases where no one seemed yep. to check? Yeah. Not sure, Greg. It's a good question. Uh, Juan, anybody questions? You know, one of the interesting things about this is that uh, her cell phone and her Fitbit had been reported as missing. And I wonder if they have now recovered those items and if that could help, although it seems as if we have a confession in this case. I believe that at the tail end of this press conference that just wrapped up, uh, one of the lead investigators did say that her Fitbit did help. She also had her iPhone on her. And what's interesting is that investigators were out in this area for quite some time, and uh, they were questioning a, a farmer who lived nearby mm -hmm. multiple times. And that farmer confessed or insisted that he had nothing to do with this. So we're trying to now confirm if investigators were out here because maybe her Fitbit did ping out here. Maybe her cell phone did ping out in the region where her body was found. All right, Matt Finn, thank you. Thanks for, for all of your reporting on this story. Man in the United States. All right. We're back. Wow. So, um, dude, um, he said that he, he blacked out. That's, uh, that's kind of like, uh, you know, my dog gave my homework. Wow. Okay, so he led um, authorities to the body. He's an illegal immigrant. He's been here illegally for over four years. Unfortunately, this is the kind of stuff that uh, the Donald's been talking about. He's been talking about this since he became president and, and, and before. He's been talking about this very same thing. People who are here illegally. Now, I don't think it's fair to state that every single person who comes across the border illegally is a criminal or is even capable of criminal acts. But if we if we stop people from coming over here illegally then the chances of something like this well the chances are, are, are a lot a lot slimmer wouldn't you think if if our border security was was tight perhaps just perhaps this guy could have been stopped I mean, no one can say for sure. But he's the second. He's the second person, male, young male that I know of, that has killed, murdered a promising young woman. Now, it's not helpful to liberals that She's a young college student. She's beautiful. She is. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna go out and say it. She's white. She's beautiful. She's blonde hair, blue eyes. She's got it all going on. She had it all going on, rather. God rest her soul. 
And this, uh, look at the picture of this guy. You can, I mean, he's 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 got the the black and white striped um, uh, jail uniform on, but he he looks like a thug. He looks like a criminal, in my opinion. If I saw him walking out of the street, I'm like, dude, <laughs> oh, I'm calling the cops. And he killed her. Why he killed her, we don't know yet. You figure you're here illegally, you probably want to keep a low profile and not get any trouble. But I guess that logic didn't didn't work well with him. So let's move on for the moment because um, you know this is really bothering me right now. You know, nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. That's a direct quote. I'll say it again. Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. End quote. Who said that? So said Martin Luther King Jr. The danger lies in part in the fact that these characteristics are both intellectual and moral defects, which render the possessor of these flaws vulnerable to manipulation by those who use the illusion of morality to accomplish utterly immoral ends. And stating that it's not fair to turn people coming into this country in droves by the hundreds across our southern borders and, and, and in other and in other places. It's not it's not fair to turn them back because they deserve to be here just as much as we do. This is the liberal argument. And a lot of liberals, especially young college students, believe that illegals deserve the exact same rights and privileges of every other American citizen just by virtue of the fact that they're breathing, and number two, they're here. They deserve free education. They deserve, I mean, the, 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 the irony and the stupidity of the argument is that they deserve to be here just as much as we do, and in a lot of cases... They deserve it more. Because we stole, according to them, we stole this land from Native Americans. And we created genocide. We committed genocide by murdering Native Americans and running the Spanish out of the, mid, out of the Southwest and stealing their land. And so it's righteous payback to let them come because we're going to let them come and reclaim their land. And let me just be controversial here for a minute. Blacks and Hispanics. And listen to me. I'm both black and Hispanic. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to put it out there right here and now. Because I believe in keeping it real. Blacks and Hispanics are producing offspring at an alarming rate. Yeah, we believe in making a bunch of babies. We believe in, in five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten children. 
And we don't stop until we can't. But some years ago, some 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, whites, young white people believed in upward mobility. It was all about their careers. It was all about getting ahead. It was all about getting that corner office. And it was all about getting that house out in the suburbs and driving a nice BMW or a or Mercedes-Benz. And it was all about that stuff and all about great fine vacation. So they came up with this plan. I, I don't know if it was it was a concerted effort or whether it was I, – I don't, I don't know. But it was we're going to do the whole 2.5 children. Anybody remember that? Two point, I don't know where the, because that's like two and a half. So I don't know where the half, up, you know, because you got two whole children. Where does the half come in? I don't, I don't get it. But it, it's two, 2.5 children. And they stuck to it. Yes, you white people did. You stuck to that shit. And you were making one here, one there. And, 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 and then the nanny was taken over from there. And then it was all about birth control and having sex 2.5 times a week and all that shit. And guess what? You're getting outvoted. Because while you white folks were out there doing that 2.5 children shit, black folks were fucking like rabbits. Mexicans, Hispanics, all of them having babies. Bam, 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 five, six, seven, eight, nine. And guess what? In 20 years, white people, y'all are going to be the minority. Hispanics are taking over. Because right now, Hispanics are making more babies than white people. And, and, and you know what? You know what? Hispanics are making more children than black people and white people combined. Now, put that together with all of the Hispanics, Mexicans that are coming, and, and folks from Venezuela, and 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 and, and all those other, uh, 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 all the other, all the other uh, Hispanic countries coming over. Add them to the mix. Pretty soon. Census has dictated. The prediction is that not only will whites be outnumbered, but blacks too. My advice to you white folks is to start making some more babies and get rid of that 2.5 uh, children thing y'all had going on all those years. Because you know what? It may have worked out for you. Back in the 1980s and even into the 90s, and you're driving around in your nice BMW 740, and you're driving around in your nice Mercedes Benz, and you're living in your nice fine house out in the Hamptons or wherever the hell you're living, and you're doing really good. And you got those children who are in college now or just gotten out of college, and guess what? They're too damn lazy, too, to be saddled down with the little youngins. So they're doing the 2.5 thing, or they're waiting till they're in their 30s to have children. The next thing you know, game over, baby. Those little sons of so-and-sos are going to have to learn how to speak Spanish pretty damn quick. Yeah, and black people, you all are cutting off your own noses to spite your face. When you start talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, our Hispanic brothers and sisters, we need to stick by them. Uh Uh-huh. You know what? You're not even in the mix anymore because now there are more Hispanics than your black asses. So pretty much you're going to be relegated back to the back of the bus. Because you're not making babies fast enough to keep up with the Hispanic people from Cuba and from Mexico and from Venezuela and from 
other parts of South America. You're not making enough babies to keep up. So you might get by, but your children and your children's children, they're going to be regulated to, well, back of the bus status again. Because your vote's not going to matter as much. And white people, you too, your votes aren't going to matter all that much anymore. You all were top dog for a long time. You were on the top of the heap. But you know what? You shot yourselves in your asses with that 2.5 children thing and your ambitions to get ahead and your laziness. You didn't want to have a bunch of children running around the house that you'd have to take care of because you were too busy trying to earn a dollar. You were all concerned about yourselves. And that's fine. It worked out great for you in the 80s and 90s. You're probably living large even right now. But your children and your children's children, yeah, they're going to have to learn to speak Spanish. Because I'm telling you, (laughs) back when I was a kid, we learned French. We didn't have any Spanish teachers. We didn't have any teachers uh, uh, teaching Spanish in, in high school. And in grade school, when I was in the 7th, 8th grade, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, I learned to speak French in high school at Finger Academy on 112th and Wallace. We didn't have any Spanish teachers there teaching Spanish. No, we were learning French. And last I looked, France is way the hell down there. And I, I, prob- I can probably there's probably a handful of students who graduated with me, if that many, who actually ever visited France or had an opportunity to speak Span- uh, uh, French in any capacity or another. But now, hell, there are schools in Georgia that I that I know of. I spend time in D.C., South Florida, of course, and they've got seven, eight. Spanish teachers teaching Spanish. What does that tell y'all? Y'all asses are outnumbered. You're outvoted. Or soon to be. And why do you think Nancy Pelosi and all these other Democrat senators and congressmen are pushing so hard for the dreamers to be allowed to stay for the borders to be so 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 porously protected because they want them to just keep on coming because just like what they did with black folks they're pandering to Hispanics they're pandering to Hispanics so that they can co-opt that vote just like Johnson did when he said famously and it's been recorded so there's no ambiguity here when he was recorded saying after he signed in to signed in civil rights legislation in 1968 he said and i quote now we'll have them niggers voting democrat for the next 200 years and he was right but now guess what negroes aren't multiplying like they used to and a lot of these Negroes are becoming Republicans. So we need to look elsewhere to make sure that we maintain our power base. So guess what? There's a bunch of Mexicans and a bunch of Hispanics coming in from all other places. They're going to be our new niggers. Yes, they are. They are our new niggers. And we're going to kiss their asses. We're going to promise them some free stuff like we did with the, with the blacks, with the darkies. Going to promise them some free stuff, and we're going to get that vote too. And if we get that vote, and we get in a few whites that are the few that are left because they they stopped making babies a long time ago, and then we get the we get the niggers too. We're going to be in the White House forever. And that, my friends, is why Nancy Pelosi. And all of those Democrats are talking about 
No, let them in. Let them stay. That's why San Francisco, Chicago, Denver, New York City are protecting them because they're trying to show Hispanics and people from other Hispanic countries, other other parts of the world, that they care, just like they did for blacks in the 60s. We care about you. We really do. And we want to look out for your best interests. Amigo, we want to look out for your interests, caballero. We're going to look out for you, too. We're going to take care of you. But you know what? You got to remember us at, at election time. Meanwhile, the few white people that are left on this continent who shot themselves in the ass because they refuse to keep up with the baby making. How many, let me ask you something. How many white people do you know personally that has four kids? Four. I'm just, I'm just, just four. Just regular old blonde haired, blue eyed white people. I'll bet you don't know any that has four. But I'll bet you know quite a few that have one or two. I think, and I don't know for sure, but it's a rarity. If a white person has three kids. Because the 80s, it was all about that 2.5 children. Why Negroes were all like, no, it's going to be like 9.7. And Hispanics were, no, we're just going to keep on making them until we just can't make them anymore. And we're going to put them all in a two-room house, a two-room apartment, and there's probably room for a few more. How's that working out for you white people now? Because you're outnumbered already, and it's only going to get worse. So... Here's the thing. I know, if I'm going to be intellectually honest, I know that Democrats are pandering to this fast-growing demographic. I know that. And I know that Republicans are saying, oh boy, here we go again. We had the black vote, and we had their loyalty, and then Democrats came along, and they promised them the moon and the stars, and somehow convinced them that they were no longer their oppressors, that they're their friends, and that somehow... The party that freed them, the party that mentored, the party that facilitated opportunity. Now, they're the oppressors. They're the racist. Now, do you see the danger here? Democrats are some duplicitous bastards, aren't they? I mean, just Rasputin, evil, con artist, so-and-sos. I'm trying to stop cussing. They got the black vote in the 60s by pandering and promising free stuff. Now, they're trying to get the Hispanic vote by pandering and promising free stuff. And hey, we're going to protect you. We're going to protect you. And even though you came here illegally against the law, 
We're not going to let them take you back to Mexico. You stay right here. And guess what? I'm your new friend. Oh, and here, here's a here's a voter registration card. And don't worry about, you know, being illegal because we're going to fix that too so that your illegal asses can vote. But make sure you vote for me because I'll set you free. <sighs> What a wonderful world. Well, we're going to take a short break. <laughs> oh, man, the chat room is going going crazy over this issue. They're, they're, uh, I wish you could see it. Um, but uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Political correctness is America's newest form of intolerance, and it's especially pernicious because it comes disguised as tolerance. Political correctness is avoiding words or behaviors that exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. Basically, treating people with respect. It presents itself as fairness, yet attempts to restrict and control people's language with strict codes and rigid rules. I'm not sure that's the way to fight discrimination. I'm not sure silencing people or forcing them to alter their speech is the best method for solving problems that go much deeper than speech. Perhaps you've noticed that when the politically correct liberal rule makers decide to rename a group of humans they view as victims, they begin by imparting a sense of shame to the group's existing name. And so somewhere over the years, the word cripple has been discarded. No one mentions cripples anymore. That's because in yet another stunning attempt to stand reality on its head, cripples have been assigned a new designation, the physically challenged. The use of physically challenged is an obvious attempt to make people feel better. The idea being, as long as we can't cure these people, let's give their condition a more positive name and maybe it'll distract everyone. The same is true of the ungainly phrase, differently abled. I believe that if a person is going to insist on using tortured language, such as differently abled, then he should be forced to use it to describe everyone. You can do things I can't do. I can do things you can't do. We're all differently abled. It should be explained to liberals, patiently, that crippled people don't require some heroic designation. It's a perfectly honorable condition. It appears in the Bible. Jesus healed the cripples. He didn't engage in rehabilitative strategies to improve the conditions of the physically disadvantaged. Can't these liberals hear how unattractive this language is? How poorly it sits on the ear? Then there are those who don't quite measure up to society's accepted standards of physical attractiveness. The worst of that group are called ugly, or at least they used to be. The PC lingo cops have been working on this, too. And to demonstrate how far all this politically correct, evasive language has gone, some psychologists are actually now referring to ugly people as those with severe appearance deficits. Okay? Severe appearance deficits. Regarding people's appearance, the political language police already have in severe place one comically distorted term. Deficit. Lookism. They say that, that when one. you judge a person, or rather size them up, wouldn't want to judge someone. That would be judgmental. If you take their looks into account, you're guilty of lookism. You're a lookist. And those valiant people who fight lookism, many of them unattractive themselves, tell us that one problem is that in our society, those who get to be called beautiful and those who are called ugly are determined by standards arbitrarily set by us. Somehow there's some fault attached to the idea that we, the people, are the ones who set the standards of beauty. Well, we're the ones who have to look at one another. So why shouldn't we be the ones who set the standards? I would say the whole thing was stupid, but that's my next topic. So, it's important to face one thing about stupidity. We can't get away from it. It's all around us. It doesn't take a team of professional investigators to discover that there are stupid people in the world. This one. <laughs> 
But where do these stupid people come from? Well, they come from American schools. But while they're attending these schools, they're never identified as stupid, which may be contributing to the problem. Unfortunately, kids, stupid or otherwise, come under a sort of protective umbrella we've established that prevents them from being exposed to the real world until at 18 their parents spring them on the rest of us, full grown. There are stupid kids. And I do wish to be careful how I negotiate the minefield of the learning disabled and the developmentally disadvantaged. In other words, those with special needs. All of these being more examples of this tiresome and ridiculous language. One of the terms now used to describe these stupid kids is minimally exceptional. Can you handle that? Minimally exceptional. Whatever happened to the old reliable explanation? The boy is slow. Some of the other children are quick. They think quickly. Not this boy. He's slow. It seems humane enough to me. But no, he's minimally exceptional. Political correctness cripples discourse, creates ugly language, and is generally stupid. This language renders completely useless at least one perfectly good expression. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, becomes, in the kingdom of the visually impaired, the partially sighted person is fully empowered. Sad, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I think we got the point here, didn't we? We did get the point here about politically correct political correctness and how the world has been turned on its head. I first got a got a glimpse of uh, political correctness when Gloria Steinem, you remember her, uh, was the uh, chairperson or the head of uh, now National National Organization for Women. She boldly stated, and I wish I had the video right now. She boldly stated words that actually came from her mouth. She stated that women who were married and had sex with their husbands were being raped. She didn't explain it. She said that marriage is a license for a man to rape a woman. Hmm. She also stated that a woman who is pregnant is, and here it is, listen carefully, a pregnant woman was labeled parasitically repressed parasitically as in parasite the child being that repressed think about that political correctness gone crazy severe appearance deficit that's an ugly person I'm responding to a text I received also I received a text stating that the, this, this one person resents my comment about Hispanics becoming the new niggers not nigger the new niggers, yes. And it's so true, and, 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 and everybody knows it. That's what they're becoming. It's, it's so clear. And when you really think about it, I didn't want to have to come back to this, but since, since someone responded to my, my point, it is absolutely true. Think about it during the 60s when Democrats were courting the black vote. We had precious few Hispanics walking around because we had some tight-ass borders, and we had a lot of rednecks. We had a lot of prejudiced white people walking around. So Mexicans didn't really want to you know, put those t extra toes over the border too often. But now that racism has been brought to heel and we have civil rights and it's all good. They're coming over here in droves now. 
because they know there's some damn liberals out here. And these are damn do-gooders. And they they love them some darkies. So we're just going to come on over. And they're going to protect us. They're going to take care of us because they want our vote. You know, the, the Hispanics that are already here, a lot of them who were born here, they're all like, come on, man. These damn dumbass white folks, they're trying to kiss our asses. They're going to get you. If you manage to get across here, they're going to give you all kinds of free shit. They're going to they're gonna treat you like a king. They're going to treat you like. Like you just came home from Vietnam. They're going to they're gonna kiss your ass. They're going to welcome you with open arms. All you got to do is get to San Francisco. All you got to do is get to Chicago. If you can make it to Chicago, you got it made. Bring your asses on over here. These white folks is crazy. That's what they say. You know how I know it? Because I talk to Hispanic folks all the time. I'm Hispanic, babe. Half, anyway. They they tell me what's up. So they tell me what's going on. And they tell me what they tell. And you know what? Just like I said, and I'll say it one more time, Hispanics are the new niggas. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And pretty soon, they're going to be the new Caucasians. Because Caucasian folks quit making babies. How's that for creating your own extinction? I mean, I, I have degrees in genetic anthropology and history. There's nothing... That I don't understand about this subject. How do you cause your own species <laughs> to, to become extinct? Trading lineage, training history, trading history, training family for money and things and success. And upward mobility at the expense of creating your own extinction. That's like the damn dodo bird. I, I presume this happened with the damn dodo bird and the unicorn. <laughs> they said, you know what? I want to get ahead. Uh, you know, and, and two or three, you damn other, two or three, you damn dodos, you know. Little dodoettes running around, you're going to limit my upward mobility. So instead of making five or six of y'all like I've been doing, I'm just going to make like two. Two or three, maybe. Two, 2.5 dodos. Next thing you know, all the other dodos were like, I need to compete too. And I can't compete with you because you've got two. And I'm making like seven. Now I'm at home all the time with my seven dodos. All the other dodos are watching. And they're saying, you know what? I feel it. From now on, I'm going to make less dodos. Next thing you know, there ain't no more dodos. Because they stop making each other. And that's what you white folks are doing. You stop making each other. And now you're outnumbered. Blacks, you making babies and... And having effing like rabbits, but you know what? Hispanics, they got six rabbits to your one, and they wearing each other out, and the babies are popping out. Bam, 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 bam. For every six you make, they make twelve. Yeah, we don't even have time for the music, so we're just gonna go ahead and say good night. I want to thank you for listening. Come in tomorrow. We'll talk some more. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. <sighs> yeah. Man, we got 40 seconds left. <laughs> what am I going to say for 40 seconds? <laughs>
Maybe I can go make some make some babies and keep up with the Spaniards. Oh, oh well. Nope, don't have any woman here for that. And besides that, I'm really old, so... And all I know is old women, so I guess that's not going to work out. Well, anyway, 10 seconds, 12 seconds. Good night, folks. <laughs> God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out. <laughs>